Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Rad Bad Black Belt Dad podcast. I'm your host, Lowell, and today I am coming to you to talk about a subject that almost everybody's familiar with at some point, uh, and that is bullying. And uh, the thing that I've learned over the years about bullying is, is you're typically um, on one of three sides when it comes to bullying. You are have come up through school or in an environment where either you have received it, you have been a giver of it, or you have been a witness to it. Uh, a witness whether you have um, partaken in it, whether you've seen it, not reacted to it, whatever the case may be. So um, what I wanted to talk to you about a little bit is how it's changed and how you can look at it uh, with kind of a different set of eyes. So back in the day, in the 80s when I went to school, uh, bullying was a lot different than it is today. So bullying back in the 80s for all y'all that high school friends with me or you went to school before the internet took place, uh, usually it happened face to face, usually happened in a public forum. Uh, it was either done in a physical format or it was done in a verbal uh, format. And uh, it was typically always when someone was around, uh, whether that be one person, whether that be a crowd. And so I think it's important to put bullying into perspective today. Um, as we've looked at it as parents, uh, my daughter is seven, and I, I kind of try to keep a perspective of what bullying looks like today versus back then because. I fell on the number one side. I was a, a receiver of being bullied back in elementary school, and it actually was the start, uh, kind of the, the, the prequel to my uh, martial arts career. And um, the bullying, when, I, when it started for me, started in the third grade over at Kirby Elementary. And I can remember days of going home and, and being in tears talking to uh, my mom, um, just and her not having an answer. I mean, growing up with a single mom and really trying to figure out how uh, to make it stop um, because literally it was almost daily. It was everything from just being called names to kids punching on me, choking me. Uh, uh, I mean, just a, a random amount of stuff. And I know my mom was frustrated, didn't have an answer as what to do <clears throat> back in the 80s early 80s especially there you know martial arts was kind of up and coming uh but it wasn't mainstream like you see today and so um she didn't really have an answer as to what to do to help me um and one day when she was working for the city of kirby you know my my uh, karate instructor johnny thompson came in to start up his his first karate school and i believe johnny was 21 or 22 at the time and he came in to turn on his utilities and uh, my mom was helping him with that and basically just, you know, asking him, you know, what he was opening and, and he talked to her a little bit about it and she said, ah, I've got your first student. And that's kind of how it started. I was actually his first student on his doorstep day one. And over a period of time of, of being in martial arts, you know, I built confidence and discipline and through mentorship of how to handle those types of situations, they, they progressively got better. Um, I would say by the time I was in the seventh grade, that it literally stopped, and, and most of that had stopped because at that point I was already a, a black belt, uh, a high-ranking belt. I don't know that I was a black belt until probably the end of the seventh or beginning of eighth grade. I was 12 at that time. 
And uh, uh, I guess over a period of time, most of my friends, people I went to school with, they knew that. Most everybody at the school that, that knew who I was, you know, associated me with martial arts. And, and so that really kind of helped keep a lot of stuff at bay. It wasn't like I was having to get into fights or, or having to, um, you know, peel kids off of me or anything like that like I was in the early ages in third grade. So... Um, to say that and look at bullying in today's perspective, as as a parent, I really want to kind of throw this out to you because we tend to associate bullying with what we grew up with and we associate it with the idea of the physical, the verbal, but knowing that in today's environment for a kid, I want to put this in a perspective for you that you understand how the internet changes bullying. First off, we live in a society that puts way too much value on social media and what people, how people are viewed, not, not viewed in the physical nature, like person to person, face to face at a school, but they're viewed through their social media accounts. So as to, you know, how many friends do you have and what are you doing and what sports are you in? And, you know, how does that social media page look? And, and today our folks that are in this society, bases their their popularity on how many friends are on their Facebook, their Snapchat, their Instagram. And that's a dangerous place for us to be letting our kids grow up. You can't stop it. It, it is here. It's not going away. And unfortunately, we're just as guilty of it as our kids are in having, you know, uh, keeping up every day. I use my social media accounts for my business, but I also use it to keep up with people and what's going on in their lives that I don't necessarily have day-to-day contact with, but I can kind of keep track of what's going on with their kids and their family and in their life. And and we use it more as like a a reach out tool. But the reality of it is, is for our kids, and my kid is not on social media. I know I've got several friends who's whose kids are, are they're anywhere from our kid's age all the way up to uh, out of college already. And, you know, so social media looks different for each of those age ranges. And I know that for, for some of our friends who just started social media accounts for their kids, they're trying to keep a really close tie-dye on it. And, and uh, we don't have a social media for Abigail. Don't intend on having one for a very long time. Uh, but I, I want to caution you in the idea that social media today basically allows bullies 24 access, 24 hour access to your kid. And, and that's the part we tend to miss. We tend to look at it as it's isolated. It happens at school. It happens in a setting just like it did back when we were kids. And that is no longer the case. So now your kid who has the phone in their pocket, who has the iPad at their house, who has their computer terminal for their homework and everything else, at the instant turn on of those items can see what people are saying, doing, direct messaging, Snapchatting, whatever. It gives them instant access into your kids' lives. And that's a dangerous place to be in a society where we put so much value on what social media says about you as a person in the eyes of other people. So I I really want you to keep that in perspective because I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm going to talk out of two sides of my face today when we're talking about social media. Um, Social media is a a good tool um, and can be a positive 
but it can also be a huge negative. There's such an influx of, of just junk and crap that tends to come through social media. Some people just get fed up with it and just say, I'm deleting my account, I'm done. Um, others just kind of bypass it. We block people, we silence people, we, we do whatever to kind of make it uh, tolerable in some cases. I know I've got some friends on my social media account um, who I, uh, I mean, I, I haven't unfriended them, but I have to, like, I guess on Facebook, it's called snoozing them or something like 30 days. You don't hear anything out of them just because their rhetoric is so over the top, obnoxious, uh, disrespectful. These are people I've known for most of my life. Right. And so it's a really difficult thing just to say, man, you're, you're done. But you know, maybe it just is that their, their outlook on things don't match up to mine. And I'm not trying to surround myself with people who think like I do, but I'm definitely not trying to surround myself with people that create drama. And I think that's probably a value of teaching your kids things when dealing in the social media world is, you know, you've got those folks. I mean, you've got those people that are out there that, you know, in, in my business world, when I managed people, I used to, I used to call them fire starters. They're the ones that are out there creating the drama so they can see what the next soap opera is going to look like. Well, it's not any different in social media. The kids who have friends, who have friends of friends that see, share, you know, uh, show their friends at school, show posts and all this other stuff. It's a dangerous spot to be in with your kids because bullying today looks a lot different. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still physical bullying going on in your kid's school. There's still verbal bullying going on in your kid's school. But the third aspect of that is different now. And it is the idea that, that they can say what they want when they want to a group of people and more than likely nobody's going to step up on there and say, you know, hey, quit being a jerk, you know, that's not right, or standing up for somebody or whatever. Instead, it becomes the running joke. It gets shared at school. Multiple friends, you know, screenshot. and every, I mean, it's just a, it, it is such a ridiculous uh, avenue of high-speed, instant um, communication of what's going on in somebody's life that's potentially being bullied. Now, <clears throat> in saying all that, let me turn the other side of this and kind of go to the other part of my face that I was talking about talking out of. Um, bullying's been around for a really long time, and it's not going away. I mean, we can do whatever as a parent, as an, an advocate, as a mentor, whatever. You can do whatever you want. It's, it is not going to go away. The idea of somebody belittling other people to make themselves feel better, to give themselves some status of popularity amongst a group of people, that has been going on forever and will continue. Now, I am going to tell you that while you're the protector of your children and you definitely want to ensure that you're teaching your kids the right value, bullying is not... 100% just detrimental to your kid. And I know that will not be a popular statement, but the idea of where I am in my life, the avenues that were selected for me from either my mom's choice to talk to Johnny when he came in to turn on the lights to the choices that I've made in my life and who I became started in that foundation of bullying. 
Now, I want you to hear that really closely because that's not a popular statement. If you're a helicopter parent out there, and, and for those of y'all who don't know what a helicopter parent is, it is the parent that they try to protect their kid from every little possible thing that's going to happen to them. And that in and of itself is almost as dangerous as bullying. You are, you are trying to paint a world for your child that is non-existent, that they've got to understand that there's going to be adversity. There's going to be roadblock. There's going to be people who don't think the way they think have the same opinions that they have, have the same friends, same outlook. They view people physically different and make fun of people who may not have those same types of values. And I think it's important that you understand that while parents that, that helicopter over their children that way are really trying, I mean, they, they have their best interests in mind. They're doing everything they possibly can to try and protect their kid. You are not going to stop it. Uh, you can go talk to a principal. You can talk to another kid's parents. You can do all of those things. The problem of it is, is that you're going to replace that kid with another kid. You're going to replace that individual with another individual. Even in their adult life, as they move on through school, whether it's elementary, middle school, high school, college, whatever, there's going to be people that are going to work against your belief system, what you're bringing your kid up as. And the only thing that I can tell you in that particular situation is it is better to work with your kid and teach your kid the right ways to treat other people than it is to try and be the ramrod bulldozer down the middle uh, to stop it. Um, if you work with your kid, and, and again, I want as parents, I want you to hear this very clearly because I think this is another important statement. Your kids, as they get older, will view your words differently. So when your kid is getting picked on, let, let me just tell you, in the third grade when I was getting picked on, I wanted it to stop, but I didn't want my mom to get in the middle of it because to me, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, if my mom goes down there and kids find out that my mom is is sticking up for me as a kid this is only going to get worse so imagine what that looks like when you're in middle school or high school and your parents are trying to stop that for you and so when i say that bullying is not a hundred percent bad at some point it forces your hand you've got to you've got to choose not to be a victim anymore but how do you help your kid as a parent do that Without just being, you know, without ramrodding the middle of it and just trying to, to be the helicopter parent, how do you do that? You know, you've got to get your kid on solid foundation. For me, there was not a lot of solid foundation in my life at that time. I mean, I, you know, my story is, is I grew up with a single mom. I had a grandfather that lived with us who was kind of a substitute father figure for me, but not a good, you know, strong family foundation uh, I had good people in my family circle, uh, but just not a lot of mentorship in there. When you've got a full-time working mom, I mean, it, it's it's tough. I don't place any of the blame on her. It's just tough to have that family foundation first. But secondly, understand that it has to be more than your family foundation. At some point, your kid is going to grow to a level where they're going to understand that Mama has to say these things. Daddy has to say these things because you're my mom. You're my dad. I mean, your kid will get to that point. Your kid will no longer view it as, you know, yeah, man, that's that's great advice. I mean, they're going to view it as, 
well, you know, you're my mom and dad. That's what you're supposed to say. Um, so you've got to think further outside of that circle of influence for your child. And so for me, the circle of influence was in the martial arts. It was people who I surrounded myself with who built my confidence, who built my discipline, who, who, built, um, who built me from really inside out. But they were people that weren't under the roof that I was in. Um, the other place that I'd point you towards is I'd say the church, you know, the value that God places on you as his child. And is that a spot in your life that you have rooted your child in to build their confidence, to build their respect, build, to build what you want them to become in the future? Um, I just, I think it's a difficult place to land as a parent when you want to be the one that constantly takes care of your kid. You want to make sure that everything goes well for them in their life and that it's better than what you had. And you're constantly trying to do the things to, to hover over your kid to ensure they're successful. But in the realm of bullying, at some point you have to let your kid be influential in their own life as well too. So put people around your child other than just you and the fan, the direct family unit, put people around your kids that build, motivate, uh, inspire, mentor them in a way that they understand how words affect people, how actions affect people. You know, it is one thing to tell your child that, you know, your, your words are, are powerful and can hurt and can, can really do long-term damage with people. It's another thing to teach your child that your child gives words power. So not just the fact that if they're dishing it out, but if it's coming in, the more, the more you put on the words that come to them from people that really in a lot of cases when you're dealing with bullying, you're not talking about somebody that your kid is friends with. I mean, they, these, are, these are not kids that, these are not kids or people that are in their direct circle of friends it's somebody outside of that but they put so much value into the words coming from the bully's mouth that they don't know how to dissipate that they don't know how to go through and process it out of the way like you know this is junk email let me just throw this in the trash and move on to the to the next thing and so it's easy to kind of get wrapped up in there and listen i, I mean i'm 46 years old and there are words from my childhood that still stick with me today, but they, the meanings that they have today are just completely different than they were coming up through school. Coming up through school, I was called Bucktooth. I was called Bugs Bunny. Uh, I mean, my looks, my teeth were, were something that was an easily, an easily physical, identifiable thing that somebody could take and run with. And in the early parts, man, it was tough. It was, it was tough. It, it, I mean, what does it do to a kid? Okay, well, you know, I didn't smile for a really long time. I mean, you can you can look at pictures. There are pictures of where my wife and I were first dating that I didn't smile. And so to understand the impact of that, you know, the fit when somebody gets inside of your head and tells you that physically there's something wrong with you and gets you to believe that, then it changes who you are at the core. But when somebody's in your kid's ear, a mentor, somebody on the other side that is telling them that, listen, everybody's different physically. You know, everybody has these little flaws and all of these types of things. And we talk about what's on the inside with people or whatever. 
the value in our society, like I said earlier in this podcast, the value in our society is we put things on the physical. You're not looking on somebody's Facebook page or their Instagram or their Snapchat and, and looking at what's on the inside of them. I mean, you're looking at physical pictures of them that they've posted of themselves, of their kids. And if you don't think that that's valued in society, well, listen, then you wouldn't have things like filters and smoothing brushes and crap like that, that that people use to make themselves look a certain way or make a picture look a certain way to give an impression to the people who are looking on that page. You know, there are people who can't post a picture without it going through some kind of a filter. Now, whatever that is in your book, if that's, you know, if that's wrinkles, if that's skin tone, if that's, you know, blemishes, if it's whatever, just understand they wouldn't exist if they weren't, um, if they weren't something in the society that was called for. So knowing that physical is always typically almost always going to be the first thing attacked in your kid, you have to get them to, you have to get them off of the idea that the physical is some form of a driving factor in their life. I mean, it, you, know, you need people in your kids' lives that can root them in things that are more important, more value of than what they look like. Uh, surround your kids with other kids that aren't like them. I, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of value in saying that, you know, if, if, if their friends don't necessarily look the same way that they look, it, it forces their hands to, to look at society differently you know whether whether their whether their skin color is white black brown whatever it forces them to understand that that pigment in a skin is nothing it forces them to understand and get past the point that if there's something physically uh different about a friend or somebody in their circle that it doesn't change who they are on the inside and so you know today in saying you know that that bullying carries a lot of a lot of weight online and that there's an instant 24-hour access to those kids through social media is a dangerous place to put your kid but if your kid puts value on everything that comes across from their friends from social media and everything else is where things turn dark and deep for those kids and you know you've recently heard news stories of kids who've taken their own lives because of bullying and it's hard, guys, because your kids, again, are going to get to that age that they're not going to use you as the sounding board. And if their friends and their circle of influence gets too small, then they don't feel like they have an avenue to talk to. And that's where it's dangerous for your child. If your kid does not have an outlet, if your kid does not have a soft place to land to talk about what's going on with them without the idea that they're going to get blistered, they're going to get lit up, they're going to, you know, they're going to get reprimanded, whatever. You've got to understand that without that and the circle gets too small, the thought process turns dark. And so, again, you want them to come to you as a parent. You want them to be that you want to be the first place that you want your kids to come to so you can give them a voice of reason. But listen, every single one of us grew up with parents who told us the same stuff that we looked at and we said they were stupid, that they didn't understand. That, that you're not in my boot. You're you're not in the world I live in. And now here you are. <laughs> here you are in that same boat with your kids who look at you and say the same thing. And so it, it, whether it's a generational gap or whatever the case may be, just understand that bullying is much easier today. 
it's much easier to do it out of sight than it is back in the 80s when, when you know, I was going to school. I mean, you had a teacher in the corner, teacher in the hallway, hear something and snap on a kid that said something or did something to another kid. Now you can do it privately with your fingers and on a phone or on an iPad or whatever. So, you know, do you need to be vigilant and, you know, constantly be in contact with your kid and talking to him? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, my kid hates coming home from school and I ask how school went. Hates that. And she always, you, she'll tell me, you say that every day. And I will say that every day for the rest of her life probably. Just Not just because I want to know, but because I want her to know that I want to know. And so being active in your kid's life is important. Being a helicopter parent in your kid's life is detrimental. Uh, so don't be the parent who's constantly on the shoulder and you're actually holding your kid back from the idea that they can figure things out on their own in some cases, nor that they may reach somewhere else to another influential person in that, that, that circle to help them get through it that's not their mom and not their dad. So all that being said, I would also tell you, though, that you know your impact. There are lots of people I grew up with that I never saw. I never saw them get bullied. I never saw them say bad things about other people. And that really probably should speak volumes for how their parents brought them up and how they viewed things. But I'll guarantee you that even if those were the people that weren't partaking in it and weren't doing it and maybe were raised the right way, I will guarantee you that those people saw it or were around it or experienced it from the outside in, meaning that there was somebody, you know, somebody that they knew that it was taking place with and they didn't want to say anything, or maybe they did, and then they became kind of the center point for it. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who can comment on this and, and kind of post about it or whatever, uh, their thoughts. But I'm just going to tell you this. If it weren't for bullying in my life, if it wasn't for bullying, I probably never would have got into the martial arts. So, and to think of my life now without martial arts in it, 38 years later after I started, to think of it now then leads me to the idea of what kind of path would I have been on without it? Uh, I mean, I love where my life is today. I, I love that, that I've selected, you know, a great partner and my wife to go through life with, and we're trying to do the right things for our kid and everything else. But I constantly think about the idea that one or two decisions in my life alters all of that. One or two decisions in my life alters a, a timeline of, of things that are all interconnected with each other. So had I not had my mom take that conversation up with Johnny that morning that he came in to turn on his utilities, then I'm probably not in the martial arts. And I'm probably the introverted kid that goes through school and just kind of keeps to myself and eventually maybe I blow up and something bad happens. And then you want to know why these kids do what they do in school. You want to know how you have people who undervalue other people's lives to do something just ridiculously crazy and go in and shoot up a school or do something crazy like that. And so think about the idea before we just, you know, we, we step out there and pass judgment on those kids. Think about the idea of what I've told you today and what those kids could potentially have gone through, what they could have been told. Where was their circle of influence? Where were the people who were trying to help them through that process? Where was 
the voice of reason in an unreasonable situation in that kid's mind. When a kid takes their lives because bullying has just overcome their life, where is the voice or reason to that kid to get them to understand there's way more value in their life than what this one person says or these few people have to say? So knowing that, you got to be the person in the world that builds your kid inside out. You've got to be the one that gets them to understand that, hey, don't be in the third group over there where I said, you know, number one is you're either dishing it, number two, you're receiving it, or number three, you're just witnessing it. Don't be number three and stand there. Don't be number three and just watch it take place. Be number three and step in and intervene without the fear of you may be the next number one or number two. You know, step in there, stop it, let them know where you stand. You know, bring up kids who are willing to be a part of not allowing that to happen. But I'm going to tell you, I mean, you know, I, I talked to a, a motorcycle police officer yesterday that, or a couple of days ago that was at Abigail School, and, and we were talking about how when college kids go off and they, they do stupid things and they get arrested. And then the first call that they do is they make to the parent, and then the parent tells the officer, well, that can't be my kid. My kid would never do that. And the, the officer's just like, okay, well, I guess we'll just hang on to them until you actually figure out that, you know, they're actually still here and locked up and they need somebody to come bail them out. And when you get past the idea that your kid was too good to do something like this or that somehow this is a direct influence on your failure as a parent and that's how you're viewing it because, hey, I didn't, keep, I didn't teach my kids to do those things, you know, then come and get your kid from jail. So... You know, again, I would tell you just that constant contact becomes important with your kid, but surrounding them with people who have constant contact with your kid becomes even more important. So, you know, you'll never eliminate bullying. So if you, if you can grasp that concept, concept first of the idea that it's never going to go away, but you can teach your kid how to deal with it as it comes up or give your kids tools to help them teach and deal and, and, and get through it. For me, my tool was martial arts. Martial arts, essentially for me, by seventh grade, was a, a, a protection shield for me. In the seventh grade, almost everybody that knew me knew that I was a black belt, and I did not have to worry about somebody coming to me to pick on me or somebody physically trying to confront me because it wasn't going to be good for them. And so there, there's a sense still of the idea that bullying physically is a, a, you know, a more powerful figure over a weaker figure, that, that somebody can't physically take care of themselves or can't stand up for themselves, or even if they do, that you know, they may get beat up by the big bad bully or whatever. But let me tell you something. You know, in the seventh grade, there was a bully at, uh, at Kirby Junior High. And I know my friend Michael Kinzer and, and Scott, guys that I hung out with in the middle school, they remember this. But, you know, in PE, I can remember getting a piece of paper thrown in the back of my head and turning around this kid, you know, getting on me. What are you looking at? You want to fight? Blah, 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 blah. And then telling him, okay, I'll meet you in the, in the, uh, the field across from the school. And all y'all that went there, y'all know what field I'm talking about. And so, you know, going over there and, yeah, fine, I'll meet you there going over there and there's 75 100 people over there waiting for that fight to take place and he doesn't show up and next day i go back to pe class and hey where were you at and you know I'm like, where were you at and uh, oh, i'll meet you over there today 
today, 3 o'clock. Okay, 3 o'clock. I'll meet you over there. We go back over there again, same group of kids, same everything. And then we see this kid ride by in the back of a pickup truck uh, right there on FM 78 as they're passing through. Oh, it's FM 78. That's probably not the right word. But passing through right there in front of Kirby Junior High. And all these kids laughing. And for me, that was it. That was the point that I knew this dude's not showing up. He's scared and somebody's gotten to him. And by somebody gotten to him means somebody talked some sense into him, the idea that, hey, you show up in that field, man, I'm going to put you out. And so you figure it out for yourself. You can come over here and I'll show you, or you can listen to all these voice of reasons of people who went to, you know, Kirby Chili Cookoffs and saw demonstrations that I did with, with my group from our martial arts or who went to tournaments and saw me fight and, the, you know, that type of stuff. So my reputation carried past that, and I never had to worry about anybody picking on me after that point. And so, you know, it's not the idea that I become the bully. It's not the idea that I become the bully at that point, but it's the idea that I'm officially done with it because I will move forward. I will challenge the, the, the bully if that's what it takes. So teach your kid to be the challenger. Teach your kid to stand up for the kid who can't stand up for themselves. Teach your kid to be the right side of, of bullying when it's taking place. Don't let them stand there and pull their cell phones out and laugh about it and joke about it and snap pictures and video and share all that with everybody. Be the kid that is the reason that your kid is making friends with them or putting them in their circle you know, because they don't tolerate it. They stand up for it. And so that's the way you, you don't eliminate it, but it is definitely the way that you snuff it out. And so you got to teach your kids that they're the ones that have to protect the weaker ones. But at the same point, the weaker ones can get built up. They can have their confidence built by influencers in their life that are constantly a part of that. So Today, when you talk to your kids about it or whatever, whatever grade level your kid is at, whether they're in elementary school, whether they're in college, I mean, there's such a range in between those things. You know, it's way different today than it was when we were kids. And so don't, don't approach bullying with the old mentality that you grew up with and, uh, you know, just punch them in the nose. I mean, I think that's the old way of dealing with, with bullying back in the days. Um, you gotta, you gotta raise smarter kids today. You gotta raise kids that learn to be tough skinned, uh, quick witted, you know, fast, uh, fast to words that, that diffuse versus being, uh, escalating and, and exchanging back and forth. Be, be a bigger responsible person in this particular situation. It's okay to turn your back and walk away. It's okay not to partake in those things. So if you're doing those things with your kids and, and putting people around them that are gonna make them better, you've already set your kid up for success and being able to deal with it when it comes to their doorstep, either at step one, two, or three. If your kid is in the, in the first one and they're, they're dishing it out, well, man, you got a huge responsibility then to get them to understand what they're doing to other kids and what their words are doing to other people. And I'm gonna tell you that most of the time, bullies are developed in one of two forms. They're developed because their parents are bullies and because that's what they've known. They've grew up in an environment that, that's toxic and that's how they deal with things is through cutting words because maybe they see mom and dad dealing with each other with cutting words and that's what works in their life. Or maybe it's just that your kid just doesn't 
have that ability yet, and I say yet because it can be instilled in them, they don't have the ability yet to understand that there's a better place for them to be and be popular and be uh, looked at differently than cutting other kids down to try and increase their popularity in their school and with their friends. Because those are the old ways of dealing with things. That's how people, you know, if you were popular back in the day, then you were popular because it was easy to make fun of people. You know, you were popular because you did it in this, in this environment, in this, in this uh, setting of all of your friends and, 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 and influencers that were around that laughed about it and thought it was funny. Today, man, anything your kid does gets caught on video, gets caught on camera. I mean, you got to teach your kids, man, that if they get in a fight, well, there's probably 18 different viewpoints of that fight all caught on video. You know, if they say something to somebody that they regretted, well, that video is not going away. You know, if they say, if, if, you know, everybody who gets caught is always sorry, right? Everybody that, everybody that, that finally gets caught doing it in some form or fashion, they're always sorry. But the videos, the audio, the pictures, they don't go away. And that didn't exist when we were kids. Nobody was over there pulling out a Polaroid camera and snapping something. You know, today you got a camera, a video, a, uh, you got a studio right on your hip with your phone and it can all take place in an instant. And so teach your kids what they say in a public forum. It's probably going to get out. It's going to get heard. It's going to get viewed. It's going to get videoed. You know, that's the world we live in. So, you know, I guess kind of wrap everything up about bullying. I mean, if it, it, I, I don't want you as a parent to be the helicopter parent that tells your kid, you know, that I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to go talk to somebody. Teach your kid how to deal with it, but teach your kid how to deal with it in a way that is, that is graceful, that is respectful. I mean, if, if they're pushed into a wall, at some point that kid is going to have to do something. That kid's going to have to, they're going to have to fight back for themselves. And if, until they show that bully that they're going to fight back for themselves, it's going to get worse. And there's going to be more people do it and it's going to happen repetitively. And then all you're going to do is experience frustration as a parent because you don't know what to do. So, you know, for me, it was martial arts. For you, it might be something else. Your kid may have a complete different aspect of what drives them and, and, and what, uh, what interests them. But I would tell you, uh, I mean, you have to look at bullying today differently than you did back in the 80s. You have to understand that there's a different way that we have to deal with it now than we did back then so anyway i appreciate you guys' time appreciate you listening to me if you got any comments or anything like that please you know add them on here i'd love to to hear what you guys think about it uh and i'm trying to kind of get these podcasts down in in size that i'm not talking for you know 30 minutes at a time or whatever so um but you know also when i kind of get passionate about something it kind of gets hard to to get off of it sometimes so so I hope you found this of value. Um, if you did, again, comment about it. Let me know what was good, bad, ugly. And otherwise, guys, have a great weekend. I know a lot of y'all are going back to work tomorrow. So have a good weekend. Enjoy time with your family. And we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Have a great day.